Hi there, and thanks for joining us. This week, the podcast focuses on one of the most important commodities of all time. We'll hear from the rugby player who's entered the world of luxury watches, and later, the entrepreneur who wants to save you time by doing your messages. The clock is ticking, so let's get on with Red Business. Red Business Podcast with CompuBee. Building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuBee.com So first up on this week's episode, we're going to talk about time with somebody who has called time in one aspect of their career, but has started on another. Tomas O'Leary, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks a million for having me. And with you is your partner in more ways than one business and life. Julie, how are you getting on? I'm great, Jonathan. How are you? I'm very well. Let's talk, Tomas, about the end of the rugby, first of all, because you played with Munster, you played with Ireland, you played a little bit abroad as well. But like all good things, it had to come to an end. What age did you say, right, I'm out or at least start thinking I'm out? Well, I suppose um, obviously due to the abrasive nature of professional rugby, you kind of have to start making plans um, in your late 20s. And that's if you're lucky. I called time in my career this March. I was uh, 33. Uh, finished up playing in Montpellier in France and I guess <coughs> obviously we're here today to talk about Toll & Co Tomas Allaire Designs my watch brand Good man get the brand um, in early we're getting to it <laughs> but you know there's no you can't mention it enough Exactly <laughs> always, always get the plug in there so um, I guess when we were in we obviously moved to London Irish when I was um, I think around 28, 29 2012 and I started to, to really kind of think about what I do in life after rugby obviously it's really young to have to make a decision like that isn't it because most careers you'd only be hitting your stride in your 30s you yeah. were going right this is this bit's over now yeah I guess it's kind of like you're uh, doing the leaving cert again and you're trying to figure out what's next it's it's kind of really I suppose scary you're kind of in a big bubble in professional rugby um Everything's looked after. Your schedule, you you're, know, you're, you're pampered, really, aren't you? You're, well, I guess Julie's you are. nodding. By you the way. 100% <laughs> pampered, yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, to an extent, but you kind of earn that. Like it's a tough, it's a tough career too in many aspects, and it's probably underappreciated how how tough it is mentally and physically. Um, obviously, you're dealing with injuries, form, um, selection, criticism. So that's there but obviously the great part of then is you're um you're playing you're competing you've got 30 mates to experience everything every day so the pros and cons of professional rugby but you know i wouldn't have changed it for the world but go back to when you were in school what school did you go to i went to christians you went to christians so when you were in christians and all the other lads in the class were going well i want to become a doctor i want to become a lawyer i'm going to become an accountant i want to become a fish farmer yeah. you probably were on the rugby track at that stage were you yeah kind of 17 years of age i started thinking that way um obviously rugby had only recently gone professional i'd grown up probably wanting to play hurling for cork more then wanting to play rugby for Munster or Ireland, but then the whole Munster thing took off. Rugby became a professional sport. There was money in it for the first and time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It became a feasible um, uh, potential job. So, um, you know, obviously I went to UCC, started my arts degree while I was in the Munster Academy. So, you know, two of them were three-year programs and I knew that if the rugby didn't didn't work out, I, I had a, I had a, a degree and I had a, an alternative route. So uh, you decided then I'm going to be doing something else. When did the watch idea come into your head? Um, so when we were in London, um, I've always loved watches. Um, you know, obviously. Now, I'm going to just point out that's kind of sad sounding. Are you like a stamp collector of watches? Yeah, no. Well, I, I guess like 
unlike women, I guess men were, or I suppose are, restricted in how they, they, I suppose, they express themselves in terms of dress. Obviously, you know, things are getting a bit different. Men are express themselves in terms of uh, other other ways now. But you know, you could always tell a gentleman by by his watch. And my grandmother was, you know, always used to preach that to me. So, um, and I guess growing up. I, I started to have an interest in watches when I, in my teens and I suppose when I started earning a few bob I always used to buy watches nothing too fancy so I you know when I got into business then I got involved in a recruitment company in the UK <coughs> it's a specialist utilities recruitment company called Red Zone Recruitment and that was great experience business wise but I, you know, I never had a passion for for recruitment per se yeah. whereas I had a passion for rugby and that was a job so I wanted to try and M- marry get, the get two. back to where you wanted yeah, to be so, which is some, doing something you yeah, enjoy so yeah. I decided I'd try and get involved in a business that I was passionate about and that was watches so um, you know obviously the whole process then designed to the business side of things. Well, let's br- let's bring in Julie on this because Julie, at what point did you intersect with Tomas? Well, I guess I we could see from the way the digital landscape. No, was no, changing. I mean, I mean in general. Oh, in general. <laughs> oh, oh, we we <laughs> we've been hanging out for a long time. Yeah, I mean, we met in UCC. UCC yeah. We've um, we started going out early days of UCC. So yeah, I've been in it for the long haul. Yeah, were you into rugby at the time? I was not into rugby right. at the time. Okay. No, good West um, Cork girl. <laughs> I'm from West Cork. It's more gad. Down at home, um, so quickly started to get a little more interested. Um, can remember being at one of his games up in Galway at some stage, and someone mentioned that he'd been sinbinned, and I'd absolutely <laughs> no idea what was going on. So um, that was a bit of a wake up call, and I mean the stress levels were going through the roof. I had no idea. Um, so yeah, I guess as years went on, and I, I probably fancy myself as a bit of a critic at this stage. Um, from watching so many games over the years, you and have grown to absolutely you give the lads on TV three a good run for their money. Oh, one hundred percent, absolutely, absolutely. So, w- when to us? What, what did you study in college, by the way? Did, I started off. Um, I did a nursing degree, but kind of knew early doors that I didn't want to stay nursing for the rest of my days. And so, um, I remember I just qualified, and my dad offered me money to buy a car, and I said no. I want to put the money towards going back to college. So, went back and did a postgrad in UCC in marketing and management, and absolutely loved it. And okay. I knew this was the road I, I wanted can, to take. I can see the stars starting to align here yeah. for, for the company, the joint venture. So, so then that was fine, but that was I qualified from that in two thousand and eight. So the economy had just about collapsed, and I think probably for new graduates, it's hard enough to get a job. Never mind when there's if, no jobs there. When there's no jobs there, and particularly if you're coming from a very different industry like nursing, which is so specialised, people don't really see the crossover. So they don't see the fact that maybe as a nurse you do, you're able to deal with high pressure environments and there's quite a lot of crossover. Um, But I went back into the hospital and I started working in cardiology and radiology intervention, which was a a fantastic experience. So you actually went back into medicine? I had to because there was no no jobs in business at the time. No more than Tomás when he realised that, you know, bits of them weren't functioning as well as they used to. You don't have that physical problem. Uh, When did you decide, well, do you know what? Let's do something different. So I, I did that for two years and I... Loved it, really enjoyed it. But in the back of my head, there was always, I want to go back and I want to do something in business. So they gave me an opportunity to go travelling to Australia, the gang in CUH, which I absolutely loved, and um, took off. And I think at that stage, I realised, okay, I really need to go back to college. So went back to Smurfit Business School for a year and um, did my master's in the up in the business school and loved it and knew, okay, this is what I want to do. So um, after that, got into healthcare marketing, which was a lovely crossover. And so from there, we moved to London 
Um, you started. You were you were traipsing around after your man at this stage. As <laughs> I mean, he was on his tour. To you be were honest, yeah. yeah, he was always a bit of a diva, and <laughs> kind of. I guess the the roles are kind of reversing slightly now, maybe. But um, you're, so, bite, you're biting your tongue there, <laughs> to us. I could see. I know. Sure, she's only human. She has Do to follow me across the water. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I loved London. I mean, it was such a buzz. Coming, both of us, you know, growing up in Cork, and it was lovely to try something slightly different. I think we always knew we would end up at home. Yeah, um, and now that you're here, I mean, you, you you had to agree on something that you had the passion for, and Tomas has talked about his passion yeah. for watches. So, do yeah. you like? Did you see the opportunity? There? Absolutely. I had been working in PR and marketing in London, and I saw that there was massive opportunity. I then started working for the Irish accessories brand Orla Kylie. Oh yes. Um. So I was working with handbags, and mugs, and Hand, yeah. yeah uh, we, have tea, we have a tea caddy. Yeah. Uh, well, sure Orla's a fashion designer. Not sure she if it's does her finest work, yeah. the tea caddy, but we have the tea. <laughs> yeah. Well, she does amazing stuff, and it was really good to, to learn from, I guess, a successful Irish. Um, you know, they're a couple. Um, her husband, Dermot, has led the business. He's the businessman and she's the designer. So I think that was probably a really interesting dynamic to see and to see how globally successful they have been. Um, so for me, from at that point, I was really ready to go with Told and I was really keen. Um, I guess Tomas had started to attend watch fairs um, and getting a feel for what type of style we would want to go for. Then the other key, I guess, was when we were living in Richmond, um, a London suburb, one of our neighbours was a Cork guy as well, Alan Duggan, who is really entrepreneurial. He's been involved with a lot of business startups and he was kind of the... I guess, for us, the driving force and he's our finance director. So um, he ha- was great for guiding us. I think you do need a lot of mentorship. You, yeah, well, you need the outside influence you as do. well because yeah. you, you, have, you guys had the idea. Someone had to help exactly. get the finances right because that's yeah. the difficult part. Yeah. To us, like, we, Julie mentioned watch fairs and so on, right? How hands-on are you in the physical design of these? Because uh, obviously the, the bits on the inside presumably are designed by somebody who designed the bits on the inside. You're more for the overall look, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. Um, initially, obviously, it's all about the the brand, the name, um, and then obviously the, the the aesthetics of the watch, how you want it to look. And then you start delving deeper into, you know, whether you're going to go with a mechanical movement, quartz movement, you know, all this kind of stuff. So... I started to chat to people and learn more about that. But um, we worked with a Danish designer initially for our first range of watches. Um, so it was a collaboration with that. But I kind of wanted to to keep it minimalist and, 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 and uh, I suppose an authentic Danish design. So in terms of design, yeah, I was I was working hands on at the start with, with the Danish designer. So and w- when you got the first one in your hand, what was that? like? Yeah, it was cool. Like obviously we went through a, a lot of different prototypes and we weighed up, um, you know, there was ones we loved and ones we didn't. Um, so when you get the first one, it's, yeah, it's it's really cool. Especially, you know, I'm a professional rugby player. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of learning about the watch industry. Uh, my idea is coming to fruition, you know, and we've done a lot of work in research and everything. So when you get the first one, it's really cool and you throw it on your wrist and you're kind of throwing it to your mates. Absolutely painful. Yeah. So, no, it's, it, it was it was really cool though. Yeah. I mean to see it come to life. It like I can look back on emails. It started years ago that we were trying to bring told to life and I guess it's it's a hard slog. It's you know, it's long and I, those kind of moments you savor. But it is a risk. I mean, you presumably had to sink a few bob into this. This is this isn't something yeah. that yeah. you just decided to start one. It morning. is a massive risk and obviously we're still a, a really small company in a very, very competitive and saturated market. So it hasn't been easy. It's still not easy. 
we're selling exclusively online at the moment. Well, that's we, what I was going to say. What's your point of saying? Yeah, you're doing it all online. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've um, yeah, we, we're exclusively online, but we're we're looking hopefully now to try and get into retail this year. Obviously, that's probably one of the major obstacles we've had is when people buy watches, they like to physically see a watch, but um, <coughs> the people are moving towards buying more online with watches as well. But so hopefully, we if we can get the right retail partner that suits our brand, um, we'd love to get into retail in Ireland this year. I guess, sorry, for us it's been great. I mean, initially when we started out the UK, we were seeing most of our sales were coming through the UK because I think they're a lot more um, open to buying online to a brand that they haven't seen before and the population is so big. Mm. Um, We're really happy in that in the last 12 to 18 months, we've seen a huge increase in our business in Ireland. And so we're kind of at the, we're in the position at the moment. We had an e-fulfillment company in the UK. We're moving everything back home which is really good um, Well you can control it a little bit better if, you, yeah. if exactly. everything is here What's your price point? Where do you start? Um, so initially we started out with um, 200 euros uh, Swiss made model that's our original collection and we're going to keep doing that um, collection um, the Danish one Now we did get a lot of feedback from our original collection and people felt the price point was a little bit high um, they have 100 euro and they want to buy a gift and so we looked um, to kind of source a slightly more middle of the range um, price point. So we're from 100 euros up to 220. Okay. So yeah. that, that, I mean, that's still in the ballpark yeah. of if you're walking into a jeweller tomorrow, you'd see exactly. prices around that mark. Yeah. Absolutely. Wouldn't you? And we've given like our packaging, we've given it a hell of a lot of thought um, as well because we're online. We do give that kind of customer service and that one on one attention. Um, which is which is great, and I guess for us as a startup as well, um, you know, having an online store is amazing because you you know as a young business, um, you're cutting out that cost of having to pay for the retail space, a physical presence, a physical yeah. presence, yeah. and it's open twenty four seven, which a shop wouldn't exactly. Be. I, it's funny because the last couple of weeks I've I've interviewed Paul Galvin as well, and yeah. Paul obviously a different code, but uh, has gone out in his own as a clothes designer, and I would have gone into the interview going, I wonder how much thought he really has given this but it's amazing I mean the, 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 he walks me through the whole process of the designs and what he does and where he starts and I'm getting the same thing off you Tomas that you know you, you, you this, this isn't something where you woke up one morning and going to turn a book by me flogging a few watches yeah, I wish you know, it was that been, easy yeah, 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 no, yeah you've been on the journey and it, like, and it is and it, you know people probably don't give enough credit to yeah, that absolutely like obviously you mentioned Paul and you know Tommy Bow is, is really involved in his clothing wear range as well but I guess the fact that you have the support of um of, of the lads like you know we've been lucky to have ambassadors such as Brian O'Driscoll Tommy Bow um, guys in the UK like Danny Kerr English rugby players so you you utilise I suppose the network you're involved Andy, in you have the numbers yeah, on the phone um, ex- yeah. exactly yeah. but um, you know th- these guys you know they won't put their name to something they're not not happy with, you know what I mean? So well, they probably tell you yeah, about it, it first. It, yeah, it reflects well <laughs> on, on Toll and Co. And, you know, we greatly appreciate being associated with these guys and that has helped us establish our brand and, yeah. I suppose, establish a point of difference. So, uh, like I said, now hopefully it's, it's about uh, partnering with the right retail partner to, to, to grow the brand. Can I just ask you about working together as a couple? Is, is I mean, <laughs> you know, I, 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 my wife is involved <laughs> in my company and it, it goes very well, but it, there can be slight oh. differences of opinion from time to time. Julie's nodding. They, nodding. <laughs> yes. Slight differences. I think you kind of learn it's it's like the, th- the little things at home that can kind of annoy you, like, you know, the clothes being thrown in the corner and this type of thing. You just, 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 <laughs> you just learn to bite your tongue so it can be the same conversation every single week or you 
you just take a step back and, and you know, just um, just lay off a little bit. But then I guess I am guilty too. I pushed no. him into doing I stuff think, like I think ju- I think dancing the... with the stars and all this type of stuff. <laughs> um, I think I, I got my com- he got his comeuppance for ignoring social media for years. Julie, Julie is the I suppose she's the real uh, I suppose workhorse behind the brand, you know, the brains and the beauty, I guess. But she like she's the doer and I suppose she's the business experience. I'm more of the dreamer and the creative. So I need the, the whip to be to be cracked a little <laughs> bit like uh, or a lot. So she has got frustrated quite a bit. But, you know, I think we work well as a, have a partnership. You, have you now realised the value of social media? Just given that that was shown yeah, out there a second ago. Absolutely. Look, I, I suppose I haven't been living behind a, a stone for the last 10 years. But, you know, social media is imperative to any brand not just well obviously we sell exclusively online so it's it's pivotal to us but you know every industry is embracing social media now um communications every everyone needs to 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 be 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 um direct conversation with their with their customers so um yeah social media and, is and, and speaking of social things has he improved dancing at all since the you know <laughs> not really no, to be no. honest no uh, <laughs> he wasn't there long enough really was he was it the first week it was I think it? it's my partner she, she needs to up her game now not the one on the telly I know dancing with my Italian girl so my West Cork girl needs to up her game oh <laughs> my god I've heard it all now no. if you saw him on the dance floor he's normally <laughs> hey, well yes we packed there before the marital disharmony gets any worse at the website for people who want to have a look at this Julie so it's www.tolandco.com so T-O-L-D-A-N-D-C-O.com our Instagram page as well is really really good I put a lot of thought into that a lot of effort goes into it and we can see as well from our our Instagram it, it really does. It's very effective. And, and, look, and everybody in marketing says you Insta's what's hot at the moment if yeah. you're getting it out there. And you can make it look nice. Exactly. Nice yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah. Real life. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I can say is it's fantastic that you have decided to embark on something that is so unique. And uh, all we can do is wish the very best of luck to you. Tomas and Julie O'Leary, thank you so much for joining us in Red Business and best of luck. Our thank pleasure. you so much thank for having you. us, Jonathan. Thank you. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB Business. Improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompuB.com So that's how you can tell the time but our next guest will tell you about how you can save time it's a new app called shopless and the person behind it is sitting in front of me now Leah Parker how are you I'm good Jonathan thank you very much for joining us um what is shopless shopless is a personal shopping and delivery app which allows you to shop from your favorite shops um through the app and have same day delivery in your local area so it's really to promote online shopping but locally keeping the jobs in cork and in in the locality of where the app is launched so how does it work then do i just go onto the app and say I want six eggs and someone delivers the six eggs Yes, but ideally you would um, bunch a few things in together, whether it was, you know, some health and beauty stuff, stuff for your family, and then you'd get three deliveries a week for 55 euros a month. So in other words, you pay a subscription model, which is the 55 a month, and that entitles you to the three deliveries. Yeah, that's our current business model. But we're not going to shy away from um, pay-as-you-go as well, Jonathan, if there's a demand for it. But we're starting, it's more of a lifestyle app. So it's recommendations, you know, from us as, you know, I suppose for busy mums, from a busy mum, for busy mums, trying to help people just um, improve their quality of life and have more time to spend with their family. I mean, look, you, you know all about being a busy mum. You've got four at home. I have four, yes. Yeah, so It's it, very busy. It's <laughs> overwhelmingly busy. It's an ideal time to start your own company, I'd imagine. Um, but <laughs> there is, a real need for something like this now because there's a lot of busy mums out there whose lives aren't getting any less busy and they need to still do the things that mums would have done a generation ago. 
Yes, Jonathan, I think as well, it's just people are running around. There's lots of activities. Um, we're running and racing. We've, we've no time. And this is just something that is just that kind of reassuring voice to say, look, we've got you covered. Let us take it from here. Um, whether it's things that you need for the kids for school or whether it's your own stuff if you can't get to the shops. We're delighted we've partnered with um, Opera Lane as well to be able to provide all the brands from Opera Lane through the app as well, which means that, you know, if you're kind of struggling with kind of what wanting to decide to wear, at least you can see what's, what's hot, what's fashionable, and what's in season it'll make it easier for you um, our personal shoppers go in we pick it and we bring it to you and if so you need some eggs or you need um, formula or nappies we'll bring them too yeah, you, you can get everything lumped exactly. in together in, in one box now the, the obvious problem with this is that you can do this already so if I wanted to go to H&M online I can go to H&M online and two or three days time I'd get the shirt I'd go I don't like that shirt and I'd send it back but what's the difference between what you're doing and what they're doing love we care, you know, we, we really care about our customers and the user experience and making people's lives easier because there is a big gap in the market for this. And just sometimes it's know that there's somebody else there to take the slack or if you need something in a hurry, if there's a birthday party coming up, that you're not losing three hours of a weekend because you're preparing for a birthday party. You're going out buying um, the party bags, finding, get sweets to put into them, getting gifts to put into them, um, getting balloons, cakes, when it can all be done by somebody else. Mm. Personal shopper is not new in other jurisdictions, it's just new in Ireland. Yeah, and, and is it, it's like a kind of a concierge at a hotel. Then. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's the same type of thing. How popular do you think it's going to be? Because people, well, people pay for the delivery of their shopping from the supermarket. Do you think they'll be willing to pay for this as well once they realise the convenience of it? I, I think so. We hope so. That's our current business model. You know, we won't be afraid to maybe ask our retailers for some support in the beginning, Jonathan, if the business model isn't working. We need to recognise that as a business. We're going to be an early business. We're going to be new. We need people to sign up to the subscription to make it work and to make it viable. But what we do want to provide is really amazing products. Um, you know, things like nurture packs, um, healthy immune busting packs where, you know, you can get your vitamin C's and your other cool stuff to kind of keep you on track. You know, different recipes for smoothies. When I say it's a lifestyle app, it's more in the evening when everybody's in bed and you have that little bit of time to yourself. When you go on there, you can shop now. It's there the next morning you don't have to go through the big rigmarole of deciding oh no when is the package going to come who's it coming from if you go onto Instagram you can't purchase immediately but when you go onto Shoplist you can just buy and it comes the next day or it comes in a few hours we just want to make it as easy as possible for people to shop and then to keep that shopping experience local and can, can you choose where it is delivered to so say for example if you're the busy mum before looking at your phone at the night before and uh, you're going to be in the office all day the following day there's no point in delivering it to the house it will be delivered to the office will it? Yeah we've got two delivery addresses and even for the people that can't launch the app or they can't get their smartphone off their two year old like I can't because she's watching Boss Baby constantly and I can't get it off Boss her Boss Baby really? You can just call our 1800 number and you will get through to the really cool guys down on Page Boy, which will be there all day to take your, your order once you create your one list we'll know what, what you like we'll know what brands you like we know what shops you like it from and then all you have to do is tell us what you want and we'll go and get it Yeah Boss Baby Baby's big in our house as well. I don't know what the fascination. Very, Massive. very clever guys. Who, brilliant, who came brilliant up with movie. That. But you'll do DVDs as well. That's another thing you will deliver, yes, presumably. Absolutely, and, everything. And what's the plan? Where does this go after the initial pilot project in Courtney? Well, it's very interesting at the moment because there's a lot of innovation in retail. Um, and in Cork, we're very lucky that Pointy are launching here, which is it, which points you to all the goods that are available in your, your high street stores and all your stores. Those guys have raised um, a significant amount of funding and they're in the US. And Bamboo have just come to Cork as well, Jonathan, which is cool because that allows you to skip the queue. And we're having an innovation night in the Republic of Work where the three companies, I'm delighted to be featured with those, those two apps that are already in the marketplace because it just shows that there is a gap in the... 
um, e-commerce uh, in, in our locality and all over Ireland. I think the stats are, we're back to 1999 in terms of how um, we're embracing e-commerce. There's only 40% of businesses in Ireland that have an online presence that are doing it properly mm. and effectively. So well, there, there is there, lots of things that are coming in. Three out of five billion is being spent online. But most of that money is leaving the country because it's going to, you know, uh, places abroad and, and big warehouses in the UK or France or wherever. Your model keeps it local. So in other words, that you'll still have people working in cork shops, picking stuff off the shelves and handing it to shopless staff. Yeah, it's local all the way. Um, it is a very interesting project. How are, you, how are you going to get people to go move away from Amazon? Amazon's the big beast in all of this. It is the big beast. It hasn't come to Ireland yet for the Prime, for the you know the express deliveries. But I'm sure, in, you know, in time they will. I think it's an opportunity for us to embrace Amazon and Amazon shoppers as well. Because if you can get the products into Ireland and you can look at your business model, then you know, true seller support. We've got Amazon here in Cork. There might be um, an opportunity to connect with some sellers to have those products available locally in Cork, and then you can purchase it through the Shopless app. So I think there is room for collaboration. You know, we've just saw we bring in Dublin, Jonathan, which is really innovative. Um, they're going they're signing up they're for the retailers um, and they will bring it to you within 90 minutes Um, so there is innovation in this area and I think that you know the the day of next day or two or three days and waiting for a package those days are gone yes we're very impatient it's all about the impatience how do people find out more about it shoplist.ie you can see us on our social as well um, on Facebook and Twitter and when the app is launched formally it will presumably be available where you get all your good apps Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. it'll be on the App Store. And App Store and Google. And Google Play. Yeah. Uh, Neave Parker of Shoplist. It's been an absolute pleasure. Shoplist.ie is the website. Wish you the very best of luck. Thank you, Jonathan. My thanks to Neave and to Tomas and Julie and the best of luck to them all. Neave Hennessy produced. All the podcasts are available for download on iTunes and we'll catch you on the next one. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB. Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompuB.com. By the way, if you liked Red Business, then why not listen to At The Core, a new podcast dedicated to how iOS technology is changing our lives for the better. On the latest episode, we visit the primary school where every pupil has an iPad. You've got such a traditional building in, in, um, I suppose, a well-regarded educational institution, and you're marrying that tradition with modern technology and modern techniques of of teaching and learning. It's fabulous because it uh, complements their reading, their writing, their maths. Um, It really does work in a kind of nice, discreet way. They don't even realise they're learning. Search for At The Core on iTunes for more details. With thanks to CompuB in the community. Visit CompuB.com for more.